Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we want to thank you all for tuning into our podcast, The Sports Plebes. I'm Nate Dar, joined by my co-host Joe Tindler, sadly missing our broadcasting partner and producer Matt Arnold today, but lots to talk about. As always, College Football Week Zero featured a surprisingly entertaining HBCU game and NC Central toppling Alcorn State, as well as a disappointing start for the Scott Frost, Scott Frost-led Nebraska Cornhuskers falling to the fighting Illini. Week one coming up is one of the most loaded slates in recent memory. The Ohio State University starts things off Thursday night at Minnesota, followed by North Carolina at Virginia Tech on Friday. Penn State at Wisconsin kicks things off at noon on Saturday, followed by top-ranked Alabama squaring off against Miami and my Hoosiers traveling to Hawkeye country. The nightcap is a doozy, Clemson against Georgia, and what will have playoff implications potentially. Sunday night football comes a week early the following evening to wrap things up with our Golden Domers traveling to Tallahassee to face the Seminoles. The NFL preseason is wrapped up. We go over some storylines heading into the year. Uh, Carson Wentz looked like he might be able to start for my Colts before being sidelined with COVID as well as starting center Ryan Kelly. Justin Fields clearly outplayed Andy Dalton in the preseason. It seems like it's only a matter of time before he gets on the field for your Chicago Bears, Joe. We touch on some of the other rookie quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence is named the starter in Jacksonville. Bill Belichick is surprisingly cryptic when asked if he will go with rookie Mac Jones over incumbent Cam Newton. Uh, we give our division runners before wrapping things up with Joe's bets of the week. Mr. Timler, how are you this evening? Nate, other than the absence, I can feel it. Can you feel it? It feels empty here. It feels like we're missing a part of our soul, but nevertheless, we soldier on. Matt will be back. He's got a loaded schedule, flight schedule. He may be going to Afghanistan to pick people up. We don't know what he's doing, but he's busy. He'll be back next month, we hope. We continue on. Um, yeah, I'm doing pretty well, Nate. Uh, fall is not in the air yet. It is still mid-90s here, kind of miserable out here. But uh, September's in sight. Football started this last weekend. Real football starts this weekend, it feels like. Um, obviously, praying for everyone affected by Hurricane Ida. My brother in New Orleans um, is doing okay. They don't have any power. They don't have any water or sewer. Nine kids. It's a tough, that's a tough situation. Um, but the flooding's not nearly as bad as Katrina. The death toll's nowhere near. So they, that $15 billion they put into the levy infrastructure seemed like a good investment. So things could be much worse. They're safe, but it's it's a tough go for them. Um, so it's hard to, you know, hard to complain when, when you think of that. But how are you going to do, Nate? I'm good, man. I'm really, I'm really glad to hear your brother's doing well. I know we were all worried about him, and my mom was giving prayers. I was too, obviously, for what it's worth. Hers are probably a little more powerful than mine are. She's a, she's a, pretty much she's a daily holy, holy woman. Yeah, yeah, she's a holy woman. Yeah, for sure. You know. Um. So, but yeah, man. No, I was happy. Like you said, um, it was crazy. I believe it was 16 years to the day to the day after Hurricane yeah. Katrina. Just eerie, frankly. Um, but. Yeah, um, like you said, I you know they I knew they poured all that money into the levees and everything. I remember reading about that afterwards, and I mean it's it's fortunate that it seemed like though there obviously was some devastation, a lot of damage down there. It wasn't as bad as it could have been, so that's that's what's important. Um, but yeah, man, other than that, we've been good. I think it was the hottest week of the year last year or this <laughs> this last week, um, yeah. and so that was that was pretty miserable. I think that was kind of the same for all the, the whole country, but, uh, yeah, man, I've just been training for, uh, for this, uh, half marathon coming up. We're oh, gonna yeah. run. So, uh, yeah, just, um, I was able to, uh, get up and get a finger on the rim for the first time since probably college. Uh, and I'm probably down, I'm down below 200. I'd like to think I'm about a buck 95 right now. So yeah, man, uh, trying to get back in shape and not kill myself, uh, for that that should be fun that's coming up on september 25th that'll looking forward to that but other than that man great you know um watched a little college football this last weekend and like you said man it really really starts rolling uh starting thursday night which is awesome you got good ranked teams playing thursday friday and awesome slate on saturday and then i didn't realize until i think i texted you this that notre dame plays sunday night um on espn in Tallahassee, which is, which is awesome. Awesome. Four straight days of, of good football games. So, I mean, God bless America, buddy. But yeah. Um, 
do you want to do you want to just jump right into that? Uh, I mean, well, like first off, hey, do you do you have a target time for your half marathon? What are you what are you doing here? Are you going oh. two hours, two and a half hours? What's the goal? I don't know, but I'm just going to okay. keep up with Alicia. Basically, she okay. is uh, all of five feet, and I am all of six one. So I have that advantage going for me that yes. I figure I'll just I'll just be kind of jogging and keeping up with her for the most part, and not not killing myself, letting her push her herself, and just. Uh, just keeping up with my wife uh, okay. <laughs> so I, I think we did ours in like 247 so that's that's okay. not a hard mark so if you can beat andrea and i that'll be a little bit of bragging rights for you guys nice nice all right i'll keep that in mind 247 good yeah. good good yeah, yeah. <laughs> um did you did you watch any of the the week zero games i guess as they're calling it um i did, i, I did. Did. Yeah, it was slim pickings. I watched uh, Nebraska Illinois. I watched a good portion of that game, um, and I it was very hilarious. I mean, there are plenty of Nebraska fans here. It's just a state over. Um, obviously, they they are kind of what Notre Dame was, right? Like before Brian Kelly, just floundering in the Bob Davy Willingham Weiss era. Maybe even worse, right? Because Nebraska really hasn't had any top ten teams. It seems like for twenty years, um, they lost to Illinois last year. They were more than a touchdown favorite here. This was the year Scott Frost is going to turn it around. And he may be the first coach fired now after that game. I mean, that was embarrassing. They had, they started out, they got a safety on a punt return. I mean, just, they don't look like they're well coached. They're making mistakes everywhere. They shouldn't be losing to Illinois. What year four, three, four of Scott Frost. It's just frankly embarrassing for a, a former powerhouse in Nebraska. Yeah. And that safety was extra embarrassing because, um, if you watched it, I believe, I don't think the guy would have necessarily been safety, but he got, he panicked as he was being tackled backwards in the end zone <laughs> and tried to throw the football forward. Right. <laughs> I mean, it just, I was just watching highlights on mute. Cause I had McKenzie in my, I didn't watch the game, but I was watching highlights on sports center on mute. The right. baby's asleep in my arms. And I'm like, I don't think that he would have like, I think he would have been down at the two, which or the one, which sucks, but he tried to he tried to fling it forward as he was being tackled backwards into the end zone, which is an automatic safety, I, I believe. So it's yeah, yeah, poorly coached team. Um, and then they had another what a, a fumble return for a touchdown or yeah. something like that. Yeah. That's that sucks, man. And yeah, it's it's very much like Notre Dame. Ooh, sorry, I was watching. I think Schwarber just oh, oh no, warning track. Schwarber just home, almost hit a home run. Um, you can't root for Schwarber well, anymore. Okay, you're not allowed I, to. I you see what Javi Baez is going through? I know we, we said we weren't going to talk much baseball on this, but good Lord. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, it's just – I don't think they've had a relevant, like, top 10 – I don't even know if they've been ranked in the top 20 this decade. They, they, they or, probably I mean, sniffed yeah. it. They never finished there, though. Definitely never finished yeah, no, there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. To finish the season ranked in the top 20, because that's really all that matters. You can start out ranked 25th or 24th and, you know, I mean, go five and seven, and nobody's going to care about where you started the rankings. Um, yeah, it's disappointing. It was slim pickings. I did watch um, the second half of the Alcorn State-NC Central game. That was cool. Okay. You know, a lot of these guys, you could just, you could tell they were hyped. They knew this is their one moment. They're going to be on national television probably. And um, yeah, they tried to, they tried to Gatorade the NC central coach. Cause they were, I think they were like 14 and a half point underdogs or something like that. Okay. Um, and then they ended up winning by like 10 points. Um, and he ducked out of that, but it's just exciting. Things are back. It is uh Monday today. And we are now three days away from, real college football games basically and that's going to be that's going to be awesome man i'm really excited about that um yeah i i don't know which one you wanted to touch on first or where you wanted to go with it um you know i mean you could we could kind of jump forward to saturday's games i think like alabama miami and then it, that's mm-hmm. you know well Wisconsin at noon that's an awesome game i think that's on fox these are all like nationally broadcast games um and do you really think that, it will be an awesome game after after what you saw out of Penn State last year, how horrible they were, and Wisconsin seemingly like you know they're, they're a steady top fifteen program. Do you think Penn State's going to bounce back and make that a competitive game? It's at Wisconsin, I believe. It'll be interesting. Wisconsin, okay. Wisconsin people are talking Wisconsin deep sleep to take the Big Ten from Ohio State this year. Actually, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of they. I think they return like dang near their whole offensive line. Uh, Graham Mertz beat out our boy Jack Cohn last year for the 
starting quarterback job. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be a big test, but I do think the winner of that, you know, they're, you know, you would think that that would be the team that would challenge um, Ohio state eventually. Um, Supposing my Hoosiers aren't, aren't as good as they were last year. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see about that. You know, I'm excited for that too. Of course that game's on the big 10 network and I'm going to be in New Jersey. So good luck trying to find a big 10 channel in a bar somewhere in New Jersey. I'm thinking maybe I'll just have to let you pirate into my YouTube TV account. You can watch it on your phone. Yeah. Oh, do they have, does YouTube TV have the big 10 network? It does. It does. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. And I, yeah. Iowa, Iowa could be good. Iowa, I think, would be the big challenger to Wisconsin in that half of the division because the divisions are all messed up. It seems like all the good teams are on the, you know, you have Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State on one side, and Indiana's in that division too, right? They are, yeah, they are. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Iowa's in a, it's a, it, the deep sleep for the Big Ten. It seems like people are kind of like, oh, Indiana's a cute story, you know, but nobody's really taking them seriously. Understandably, they need to have yeah. a to they need to have a three or four year run of establishing themselves as a top 15 program before yeah. people will take them seriously obviously um but they got their quarterback coming back michael Penix. iowa i think i was running back i want to say i can't remember his name honestly i had i have it on my phone and i don't want to i don't want to toggle off the anchor app since i'm posting it and then screw screw up the podcast but i think i was running back um was like really good last year and might have like led the big 10 in rushing or something like that so Ty- go tyler figure. goodson is that his name i believe it is yeah i believe okay. it is okay. yeah so nice timler thank nice save so um yeah that's you know that'll be a that should be good man that should be a good game and yeah same with that the winner of that game you would think is going to establish themselves along with the winner of the wisconsin penn state game as um 2a and 2b to ohio state you would think um which is so weird it's so weird right you you didn't even talk about the michigan schools and i don't think you should michigan state's been garbage michigan's been bad for two years as well and uh yeah it's kind of some of the new guards coming in with your indianas and your i I guess i was not a new guard but they've always been kind of lurking on the periphery i think they can step to the front this year potentially michigan has um the same over under i think as notre dame I think they're both at eight and a half wins. The odds might be slightly better. Like Michigan, Notre Dame was like minus one thirty at eight and a half, and I think Michigan's like right. just straight up minus one ten. But yeah, I was like, there was a lot. I think the unders getting hammered on that too. They were talking about <laughs> that on the gambling podcast I listened to. That people were like, this is at best an eight win football team, like in the probably Harbaugh's last year if it is. So, but yeah, I mean, it is it is crazy to say that. Um, but yeah, it doesn't. And of the two, you know, I would think that just based off um, Dan D'Antonio is still there, right? At Michigan no, State. No, no. He he got yeah. killed. I think it was part, partly scandal, partly performance, but he's gone. I don't know who they're he's coaching. He's gone. Right now. Okay. Is that yeah. was that like two years ago or am I am I just an idiot here? Or what's it was what's, like two yeah, it was like two years ago. It was okay. a it was a pre COVID casualty though. That, that's what I thought. I, I for some I don't know what, but I guess what I'm saying is as a program recently um in the past handful of years it seems like they've established themselves more but if i don't know i of those two teams i it's really a crapshoot michigan michigan state um and god knows if michigan will just pansy out of their their (laughs) (laughs) they'll come up with a COVID excuse again against ohio state if they're not good but yeah that's a good point i didn't even think about that the fact that yeah i didn't i didn't even consider michigan or michigan state when i was thinking about you know, what could be the top? I, I would put Minnesota above them. You know, I think, you know, you, I, if mm. Minnesota, Minnesota is like a 14 and a half underdog, but if they cover the spread and it's like, let's say they lose by three, seven points against Ohio state and they're back and forth, you would think even that would establish them. as like, Oh, okay. They're like, they're like that tier right below Ohio state and probably a good strong team. Um, as opposed to Michigan, Michigan state teams that haven't had much success in, recently. I like Minnesota's coach too. row the boat. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, the big game for the night. I mean, Alabama, Miami's cool. No, I mean, it's not. It's going to be a bloodbath. I know. Well, I like the. Well, they have a. I think Miami's this is a cool part. Miami's quarterback <laughs> is, is eighth year senior Derek King. I think he's like thirty. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what he did to Houston? He just like yeah. gave up, sat out the year, and then he transferred. So he's yeah. always going to always root against him in my book. He, he's not. Oh, he, I'm sure. I don't think you'll have to root against him. I think Alabama's defense will eat him alive. Um, yeah. I would be stunned if it was anything other than that. Alabama did just name their uh, quarterback. Uh, 
starter. It's is it is it Bryce Bryce Love for some reason? I'm thinking that's his no, name. No, Bryce Love Bryce. is the old. Uh, he's the old Stanford the running back. Stanford running back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, but I it, is it? I think it is. Uh, yeah, it's Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. That's it. And he got the NIL deal for like he's worth a million dollars. Saban just casually slipped Jeez. that out there. Yeah. Jeez. Already he hasn't thrown a pass with him. Yeah, so that uh, that yeah, I would be stunned if that wasn't a bloodbath. But um, as we talked about, you know, the night game, man, Clemson, Georgia. I think that's in mm. either in Mercedes Benz or AT and T Stadium. It's in one yeah, of the big it's it's stadiums. neutral. Yeah, which I mean, you want to see it on a campus, but at the same time, I guess it makes it a little more even to have it on a neutral yeah, site. Yeah, and I mean, if that's what we have to do to get these, you know, these blue blood top ten programs to square off against each other, I mean, that's yeah. awesome. I mean, you would. You would like, though. You, I would, I would say this, Clemson. That's that's almost a must-win for them. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. really, if you look at the rest of the, you know, the rest of the schedule for them, who are they playing in the ACC? North Carolina. I feel like North Carolina is overrated at ten. The only reason they got that is because Sam Howell's a stud and might be the number one pick in the draft if he has a fantastic Heisman-winning season. You know. Yeah, because they have like some really highly recruited, like their freshman class is amazing, but their freshman class isn't going to win them any titles this year. I think they're, yeah, a year or two away from being truly elite. No, yeah, agreed, agreed, for sure. Um, and then other than that in the ACC, um, I mean Miami, but, you know, do we yeah. think anything's going to happen other than Miami's going to get slaughtered by Alabama earlier in the day? Probably not. So supposing that happens, you know, um, and I mean – North Carolina plays Thursday night at Virginia Tech. There's, I was just looking at that. Like, there's a crazy yeah. scenario that could happen where North Carolina gets upset. And yeah, and like you said, North Carolina is ranked tenth. I don't think Tech is is ranked at all. But I mean, it's at Virginia Tech, and understandably, I mean, college football. North Carolina is less than a touchdown favorite. It wouldn't be stunning to see them get upset if that happens. And supposing Miami gets blown out, then you're sitting. Let's say Clemson loses to Georgia. You're sitting there like, okay, who's going to be your marquee game? <laughs> who, who are you going to, you know, you're going to beat Virginia Tech by thirty? Sweet, I don't know. But um, yeah, but at the same time, Clemson will probably get the benefit of the doubt. So if they're sitting there at twelve and one ACC champions, it would there would have to be you know undefeated Big Twelve, undefeated SEC, undefeated Big Ten, Notre Dame there. It would it would take a little bit to get them left out at twelve and one, but it'd be great to see it. I mean, if they if they have no ranked wins or one ranked win on their whole resume, it would definitely be a conversation at that point. That was why I was shocked to see that. I was sending, I was texting you about these odds. You're probably right about Alabama minus three fifty to make the playoffs being a little too high. SEC schedule, you're better yeah. off just betting them game by game. Um, but uh, Clemson is was by far the favorite, even though they're the, behind Alabama to win the national championship, to make the playoffs, I'm talking about, minus 1,000. That's bet $100 to win 10. For people <laughs> don't understand that. That's an insane – to make the playoffs. And like I said, if they – you know, you're, you're better off just betting them to beat Georgia, it seems like, because if they lose to Georgia, it seems like their playoff chances would tank at that point. Um, Agree. Yeah, yeah. I thought that – I, I saw those odds and then I realized that they played Georgia week one. And I was like, wow, that's uh that's kind of a sucker bet. It seems that, like. that al- yeah. That almost made my best of the week. Georgia's getting more than a field goal. I think they're plus three and a half. And I kind of like Georgia getting over a field goal in that game. Give me the money line on that. Why not? You know, I don't know. You could probably get, yeah. Like plus plus one fifty, one sixty for sure. I would think so. Yeah. I'll, I got a, they got a free uh, $10 little bet, little college, college football bet on FanDuel. But I'll probably bet it on my Hoosiers, who are also plus money, <laughs> obviously. So, um, yeah, um, Notre Dame. Capping man, it we, off. We, yes, I love We get our own night, Sunday night. I can't believe you, this one's even hovering around a touchdown. I, I feel disrespected. Oh, yeah, we beat okay. Florida by 20 points last year, 24 points. I don't know. It was a huge win. I mean – Florida, they're a mess. Mike Norville, I'm not convinced he's a good coach. They have so many transfers coming in, so they look maybe like they're more talented on paper than they are, but I don't think they're going to be a cohesive squad, especially first game of the season. They have the, I think, a UCF transfer quarterback, Gabriel. He's coming off a big injury, so I understand that Cone's a little bit of a mystery. Our wide receiving core is talented but unproven, but I would be shocked if we if we 
don't win this game by at least double digits. I, I, I feel good about this. And I, I don't think we're going to be a great, I think we're a two to three loss team this year, but I don't think it's coming here. And I think we take care of business in Tallahassee Sunday night. Yeah. It's, it's a classic Notre Dame schedule. It's, it's sneaky competitive at first glance. It's like, Oh, there's nobody. And then you kind of dig into it and you're like, okay, well, Wisconsin's supposed to be pretty good. That's at Soldier Field, as we talked about in the last pod. And then, I mean, North, North Carolina, you know, it'll go one of two ways with them, I think. They'll either be, that'll either be a marquee, awesome matchup. I'll be at that game, by the way, about okay. 10 rows up on the south end zone, I think. Touchdown Jesus at my back, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, what uh, Macaulay, there? What's, the, what's the story? Macaulay's taking you? Macaulay got tickets he, and his wife's pregnant. And so, like, that okay. was the, that was the, we were going to try to go to the Purdue game too, okay. but uh, we have a wedding we have to go to. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. But that North Carolina game has a lot of potential, especially if they're both undefeated. It's October 30th. So we're yep. talking about Halloween maybe, weekend. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe dress in some costumes and get on the big screen and stuff. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It's an 830 kickoff. And I'm sure both the wives are already worried about it because uh, we have a, we don't have the, Best track history of making it home sober <laughs> from another game football game, believe it or not. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I think we're actually thinking about bringing the family up the following weekend for the Navy game. Um, it just worked out oh. in our schedule. Um, probably take Caroline and Patrick to their first game. Guaranteed victory. That's part of the, the good thing. And it'll be a, a day game. I don't know if they're quite ready for a, the night, night atmosphere of a USC or North Carolina game yet. So we'll start off easy with a win against Navy. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the Navy, that. the Navy game is one of my, I'm going to try to go to the Navy game okay. um, as well. I love the, I love the Navy game. I love the pageantry. I love that yeah. like both teams just respect each other. And at the end of it, it's cool that they sing each other's anthems at the, uh, in the end zones. Um, yeah. Out, other than like a great USC game or like a under the lights, Michigan game, like the, the Navy game to me, is just classy. It's just awesome. Yeah. to go to, and you see some cool midshipmen dressed up in their uniforms, which is always awesome. And respect, man. Lots of respect to them, obviously, both sides. But, yeah, I mean, understandably, we should win by, you know, at least double digits, if not 20 points. Yeah, so they're, they're not it's a good. good game. It's a good game to take them to, for sure. Um, no, the, the team on the schedule that scares me the most is the Southern Cal Trojans. I I do not have a great feeling about that one. Slovis, I think he's going to have a good year. They have monsters at receiver. I they've they've come close to beating us the last, I think, maybe two of the three last years. Uh, and I think USC takes us down this year and probably one other funky loss i think we actually take care of most of our big games but maybe we lose on the road at virginia or virginia tech you know one of those weird trap games since he scares me cincinnati it's not a a trap game though no it's not but like like luke there i don't know i i there's (laughs) i've been listening to a lot of podcasts and a lot of college football insiders are basically like if there was a team from the non-power five, it might be Cincinnati this year. Like they, they could run the if they run the take because I think they play Indiana, yep. and they play and they so they're like it. So that's that's their that's their that's their route. Is it if if basically Notre Dame ends up with one or two losses and one of them's to Cincy, and it's the same with IU, and they're sitting there undefeated. What are they American Athletic Conference? That's I, correct. That's, okay, all right. Then if let's say they're thirteen and zero American Athletic Conference champions with wins against two top 15 opponents at that point, like they would be sitting there banging on the door, obviously. Um, since he scares me a little bit and their quarterback, I think he's another fifth or six year senior or something stupid. Ritter, like that. Ritter. Ritter. Yeah. Yeah. Ritter. And there's, there's NFL scouts that have said Ritter's my favorite quarterback this year, which is like, Whoa, that's, I didn't think that, but I mean, and given, you know, guys can be wrong about that and stuff, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, just the, I don't know. That'll be, it's again it's a it's one of those notre dame schedules where at first glance you're like oh sweet we don't we don't play anybody crazy especially when you think about the fact that i think the year after that they start playing like ohio state and alabama basically every other year um which is going to be horrifying and it's like damn near to start the season too and one of those um you know uh neutral neutral site please retire nick saban you've done enough i know right (laughs) maybe it's time yeah um I just, yeah, but- I, I think we, we stole their defensive coordinator. We Freeman, he's going to, you know, he has the insight there. Obviously, Brian Kelly used to coach there. I think there's enough familiarity. That they're going to be so juiced up for that one more than if they were just playing another 
you know, top flight team like a UCF or something like that. I, I just think they're not going to catch us sleeping there. We have the talent advantage. We can beat Cincy, but I understand the concern. Brian Kelly was on a panel um, and he might have Freudian slipped a little bit. He said Marcus Freeman's going to be the head coach. Like, and it was unclear if he was just, it was kind of a slip of the tongue. Like he, he was praising him and how awesome he is. Okay. And, but it was like, whoa, is he saying when I retire, like that's the plan if this goes well for him to be the head coach? Or is he just saying he will be a head coach in the future? That's what I would think. Like he's going to be a head coach. Like that's the implication. Kind of like Clark Lee is at Vanderbilt now, like three years down the road, he's probably going to be a head coach. I think that's what he was. I didn't hear the clip, but that's what I want it to be. I would think so too. I would think so too. But at the same time, it was, uh, yeah, he was really praising him highly. And I, I don't know, you know, if that's the scenario and it's around the same time, Brian Kelly's thinking about retiring, you know, and we've got a guy in house that's an, you know, supposing this is a couple of years down the line and he's, you know, coaching up a defense that's similar or at Clark Lee's level. And I mean, God, that, you know, that could be a tough loss, honestly. Um, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know, but it was, it was an interest. It was interesting. It was pointed out to me and I listened to it and he didn't, he didn't like go back and correct himself and be like, Oh, like, I mean, like add another, he was just like, he said it, he'll be the head coach. And then, um, and, and yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was interesting. I, I, I think he'll be good. I think Marcus Freeman's going to be good. And, uh, you know, like I said, I think it'll hurt losing Clark Lee, but I do think it helps that they poach him against one of their tougher opponents. Um, and maybe he'll have some insight and stuff going into that. But, you know, super excited, super excited that we get a we get our own night um, ESPN game, you know, and hopefully, like you said, hopefully we just come out and just beat the crap out of Florida State. And it's like, OK, hey, this is going to be a good 10 win football team this year. I let a little shatter on that too. That eight and a half, eight and a half. I took the over on it, and I just, you know, I I, I think worst yeah. case scenario is the nine win team. You know, so you know nine and three, it would be a disappointing year for a lot of people. You know, if they get to ten wins, I'm always going to be happy with that. But we'll see. You know, I would, you know, eight and a half. It seemed it seemed a half a game low. It feels like the it feels like the line should have been nine. Yeah, um, I, I think it should have been nine and a half. Um, I could see a doomsday scenario where they lose four games, but. I feel yeah, like that's, I could that's really corner case. And they're, yeah, they're, they're between nine and 11. I think most every scenario I can think of. So it's a good yeah, place to sure. be. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, it is. It is. It's good. You know, we, we've touched on this, but you know, Kelly's really, you know, I can't say enough. Like it's, they're respectable again, man. And you talk about this conference realignment and the fact that it feels like at some point they will be doing an NFL model in college football where there's 32 or 40 teams or whatever that are in. I mean, I don't know if Notre Dame would have been, you know, you would think they would have been because of the money and everything, but based off the football play on the field before Brian Kelly came, I don't think they necessarily would just deserve to be in that top 40 spot. And now they're there. They're, you know, if they, if they cut it to 20 teams, you would be like, if they cut it to 10 today, right. like Notre Dame would yeah. make that easily. And they, they so. might've been in regardless, but people would have complained about it. I think there's no, there's no complaining about it. It's like, they're a top 10 team in this decade on the field and they're a top 10 team in revenue and notoriety. So yeah, it's a no brainer. Yeah, for sure. No for brainer. sure. And the best part is they get to sit back and kind of just, just take a step back from all this conference realignment stuff because they have the power of NBC and everything behind them. Yeah. Um, so that'll allow them, I think it's like 2026 when all these TV contracts expire and everything. That'll be interesting. I think that could be the moment where they're kind of forced with uh, with the decision about joining a conference, joining some one of these super, yeah. you know, I, I it feels like it's going to be, you know, the NFL forming in the 20s where you had the American, you had the National Football Conference and the American Football Conference, and they kind of hated each other. And then they ended up joining forces. And now they play each other to the Super Bowl every year. And it's the greatest thing in sports. So um, we'll see. Speaking of, do you want to... Um, transition to the nfl how do you feel about uh justin fields i was looking at the breakdown of the stats i mean he he clearly outplayed andy dalton and when i say clearly i mean it's not close like he had a better qb rating he completed a higher percentage and more passes i think he threw at least one or two more touchdowns and then they did the thing where at the bottom of all the passing stats because obviously andy dalton didn't have any rushing stats they were like oh and uh, Justin Fields rushed for 92 yards and a touchdown in the preseason or whatever. So I, I just, you know, I, at the same time, I'm like, yeah, don't throw him out to the Rams. 
but it wouldn't <laughs> stun me to see Justin Fields in the fourth quarter with the Bears down 15 points or whatever against the Rams. Um, yeah, and yeah. I, I think it makes sense for Justin Fields. This is my only Andy Dalton defense, and I don't really like it, but it, it makes sense for him to excel in the preseason, right? Like he's able to use his legs. He's not playing for the most part first string defenders. Um, the game's a little bit more wide open, so he, he can kind of improvise a little bit more. Andy Dalton's maybe better at reading the more advanced covers that begin getting being thrown at him in a, a regular season game. I don't know. It feels weak to me, but yes, I, I think Fields in week four or five will be the starter, but I, I agree. I think try Dalton out there, let him get murdered by the Rams for the first half, and then maybe throw Fields in if it's close enough to, to warrant it. Yeah, um, I, I really like Fields, man. I think mm-hmm. I, that's clear on this podcast. I think he's going to be a stud, and I think he should buy the jersey. So, um, but wow. yeah, I definitely think I definitely think they they see him this year. You know, I, I just don't see I don't see Andy Dalton having the Bears in the playoff hunt, and that's really the only thing that would keep Justin Fields off the field, if you will. Uh, right? Like Nagy's coaching for his life. And the only thing that can save him is a promising rookie quarterback. Basically, you know, week seven, week 18, I guess it would be now, not week 17, (laughs) week 18, the season's over. The bears are nine and eight or eight and nine, whatever they are. But fields like had a fantastic, he's like, you know, and he's, he's up for rookie of the year. Maybe he doesn't win it, but like he's up for it. And fields is there pounding the pulpit. Like Matt Nagy's my guy. Like I need him back next year. That's how Matt Nagy and the champ keep their job. And you um, saw they named Dalton the starter, right, for week one? I did. I did okay. see that. Okay. Um, I just, you know, I, I just think it wouldn't stun me to see him in week one still, <laughs> I guess is all I <laughs> yeah, think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think Andy Dalton's one of those guys who we look back and like, wait, those Bengals teams he were on, they were, they were really good. Um, they had a nasty yeah. defense led by Geno Atkins and crew. Um, he had A.J. Green. They had Eifert. Eifert was there in force for a little bit. I mean, he had some weapons, and that team couldn't even win a playoff game. I think with a maybe even with like a Matt Stafford or Matt Ryan, that team might have won a Super Bowl or at least made some noise. So I think Andy Dalton's had some good situations, and I think he's he's a backup at, at least this, yeah. at this point in his career. I would say this in Andy Dalton's defense, which I don't okay. I hate I hate saying this. I think the Bengals have spent the least money out of any NFL team in the past like fifty years. Like I, their, their owner is notoriously cheap. And I, I mean, I mean that in payroll and also like the players literally had to have a fit to get like the locker rooms updated. Um, Think about Carson Palmer. Remember Carson Palmer? He forced it. He literally retired to get away from them. He was like, this organization (laughs) is like a tier below the next worst organization in the NFL. Um, that's that's not what I've heard from Joe Burrow. He's only had positive things to say. Well, yeah, but he doesn't really have any choice. He's under contract for the next two or three. Years. <laughs> Plus, he's an um, Ohio guy. He knows how it is. You know, he knows how how tough the Midwest can be. The Rust Belt. Yeah. So, yeah, Burrow. I'm gonna grab him on my fantasy team. By the way, I put a little. Uh, they had a boosted odds. Plus uh, 10, 10 to one for him to win comeback player of the year. So I, I threw ten bucks on it. I was like, oh sure, yeah, that's fun. That's yeah, fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it's eight. It's eight to one normally, and it was boosted to ten to one. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. That's what. Yeah, what that's, about Carson Wentz as comeback player of the year? What What are his odds? Um, I don't know. I'm too scared. Okay. I don't want. It's like taking. It's like uh, I have the seventh pick in our fantasy draft, and I'm like, oh god, there's a doomsday scenario. There's there's like six running backs that I'd be ecstatic about falling to me with the seventh pick, and I'm like, there's a doomsday scenario where all six of them go, and then I'm left with like, okay, do I take? I should should take a running back <laughs> in the first round. So like, uh, I should take Jonathan Taylor, but like, I'm terrified because there's so much double double devastation like potential there where like, I'm like, Oh God, Jonathan Taylor gets hurt or he sucks or he's not getting the touches. And he's on my fantasy team. (laughs) Yeah, You don't want to do that. I never, are you sure the draft order is set and and this is going to be really exciting for all our our listeners, but are you sure it's set and you weren't just looking at the waiver order or is that the same thing? It says it's set. It says Tony manually said it. And if you noticed, he didn't, he didn't respond. I think Tony's giving, I think Tony is, 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 uh, Going full on, I don't know what's a, what's a what's a good dictator we've had like in recently. I think this is going to be Tony. It'll be great. I'm excited. I'm excited mm. for evil dictator Tony to be our fantasy GM. Honestly, 
So yeah, whatever, whatever the guy from Bulgaria is, what's his name? Yeah, he's he's a good one. Yeah, uh, uh, um, the, guy, yeah. the guy who takes down planes and pulls off journalists, and yeah, okay. that's Tony. Yeah, I, I can't think of his name either. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, I have no, I, I, I think it is. I was looking at it, and it said it was, and I, I think that's the problem with ESPN because if I recall right, that happened um, a couple years ago with Peter. And he un he claims he unintentionally did it, and then he got he got the number one pick, and he got Saquon Barkley. Remember? And yes. the thing was, is we were all like, "Oh, just randomize it in the draft." And he was like, "I can't." When you like start it's the league, locked yeah. in, set like that. So, and I'm pretty sure that's the same exact thing where I looked and I was like, "Oh, it's set," and I have the seventh pick, which I'm cool with. Like I said, seventh pick. Like I said. There's a worse there's like the worst case scenario. I'm going to be like if if there, if the six running backs like that, I'd be OK with go ahead of me. Then that means it's like, OK, do I want Jonathan Taylor, Travis Kelsey or Devontae Adams? You know, which is not a it's there's worse places to be in a draft, I think. So, yeah, I think um, I think four through nine is kind of ideal. And before that, you're getting a terrible second. But after that, you're not you're not getting a top flight player. So in the middle, I. I wouldn't want that. I would hate the number one pick this year because you're either taking Chris, Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook or maybe like Derrick Henry or like you're kind of reaching for Alvin Kamara at that point, you know? Um, yeah. But, you know, and it's like hey, other than, you know, Kamara, who does who just because the Saints use him pretty carefully, it seems like, and he's still young. I'm like, Henry's coming off back-to-back 320-yard -back carry, 320 carry seasons. Yeah. And McCaffrey and Cook have both been frankly injured in the past two years. So it's, you know, I, I, I get it. If you have the one, if you have the one pick, I think you have to take Christian McCaffrey. But at the same time, I'm like, I wouldn't love that. I would hate to have that, pick, frankly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I never want the number one pick though. I'm always like, put me in the back end. I, I like the 10th pick in a 10 teamer. Cause then you get, you can, you can do something crazy. Like take the, whatever the best player is in Patrick Mahomes, you know? And you're like, okay cool now i don't have to pick again for a while but i know i'm, I'm set for at least half of my team um so trevor lawrence did get named the starter in jacksonville and i i just thought that was really interesting because then they traded our boy gardner Minshew. um <laughs> and i was like okay like i would have liked to have had gardner Minshew there because if not not only if trevor lawrence is really struggling and you're like okay this isn't good let's 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 reset like what if your offensive line blows and he's just getting murdered out there? <laughs> you know, you don't have anybody else um, for backup. Um, do you, they do you know who his backups are? I have no idea, Joe. Who are his backups? His backups are CJ Bettard and Jake oh. Luton, our old Michigan friend, Jake Luton. So, uh, Luton, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Bet yeah, not not a murderer's row, like you said. Now, CJ, CJ, I think CJ Bettard and me had a cup of coffee together on a fantasy team in a bye week injury hell okay. week. But, yeah. Was he with the, <laughs> yeah, 49, was he with the 49ers? He was. He was. Right? He was. Yeah. He actually, he had, he had like 250 yards and two touchdowns and a pick, and I was like stoked about it. I was like, sweet. All right. Thanks for the 15 points. <laughs> See you that's, never, that's, the, that's the genius of Shanahan. That's, that's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I just, I think, you know, I, I, uh, I took the over on Lawrence and, uh, and uh, the kid from the kid for the Jets, who I'm blanking on his name. Oh, right Zach now. Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yeah, I took the over on both. I think the over under on was like 21 and a half for Lawrence, and I think like 20 and a half for Zach Wilson. So, you know, I was like, okay, 17 game season. They're both going to start ideally all 17 games. I think they can get there. That's less than a touchdown a game, literally. So yeah, um, they're going to play a lot as long as they don't get hurt. But yeah, it's 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 hurt or benched. We'll see. Um, what else? What, do you, uh, what about uh, what about the the last rookie that well one of the last ones we have to talk about Mac Jones? Do you think I, I it may be a similar situation with Dalton honestly? Maybe Newton gets to start and has the the quick hook, and we get to see Mac Jones late in game one or two for the Patriots. It could be similar there. It's our podcast, so I'll go out on a limb. I think he's starting. I think he's starting week okay. one because yeah. Belichick for a long time has been like. Cam Newton's a starter. He's the incumbent. You know, like just like crappy answers when asked about it, and <laughs> like it's uh, okay, cool, Bill, whatever. So they asked him because 
again, Mac Jones, similar to Justin Fields, has just straight up outplayed Cam Newton in preseason. Um, and they asked him about it, and Belichick was very – I think he was like – it was something like, we have a lot of decisions to make. You know, We haven't decided who a lot of our starters are. And it was like, whoa, Bill, you've been saying Cam Newton's our starting quarterback you know, for the whole <laughs> preseason. So, like, what are you – why wasn't that that's supposed to be your patented answer? So I, I don't know, man. I just think I don't think um, I mean, 20 years ago, he started this kid named Tom Brady over and kept him in over a Pro Bowl. Like at the time, somebody you thought was going to be a future Hall of Famer and Drew Bledsoe. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, man. It wouldn't shock me. They have a lot of weapons for passing. Um yeah, man, I just I think Mac Jones is the better quarterback. There's a lot of beat writers too that say that too. They're like, it's Mac Jones's job. Like, if Cam Newton starts, he's not going to be starting by week two or three. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't think, and I, he hasn't named the start. He hasn't named Cam Newton his starter yet, and we're, you know, we're the preseason's over. So, like, what are, <laughs> you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't stun me for Belichick to just pull a grumpy bill thing and just not say anything. And then literally Mac Jones trots out there, you know, for the first snap and you're like, Oh, I guess it's Jones, you know, but um, I do think it could be a little bit of a platoon there because I don't think Jones is going to be just lights out from the get go, but I don't know, man. I mean, the kid can play his body language is a lot like Tom Brady. It was eerily similar to him on a touchdown pass. He had they they jump around the same way and they're both his his physiques, maybe a little more like Peyton Manning. A little more of the yeah, manic I mean, body body style. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. The dad bod. He uh, Cam Newton's only thirty two. Uh, yeah, but I, I agree. I think Cam Newton could still be deadly in a red zone package. You don't want to see him running up the middle. He's still two hundred fifty pounds. Um, on a side note, Cam Newton has four kids, um, and their names are Chosen, Sovereign, Cashmere, and Camados. So wow. Um, so he may not be excelling on the field, but he certainly is throwing out some good names so. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. I, I didn't i didn't know that until a minute ago but i was like how old is cam Newton? oh and here are his kids oh, okay those names are fascinating did we talk about usain bolt's children on the last pod i couldn't remember if we did i don't or not. think so um one of them's thunder thunderbolt that's just kind of clever though i kind of like yeah yeah and i I think there's another one. I did both. Are, it's a boy and a girl, and they're both they're both like hilarious named with Bolt. Oh, he's um, got Olympia Lightning. Bolt. That's it, Olympia Lightning. Bolt. And the third, he actually had a third one that's named Saint Leo Bolt. Aw, I think or is Saint that supposed Leo. to be like Saint Leopold, like Saint Leo Bolt? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, maybe wow. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I would say those kids. Those kids are kind of like if if those kids aren't fast, which come on, they'll probably be the fastest kid. At, forever but like yeah. they're screwed, right they have like, your name's light your your name's lightning bolt and you're not fast <laughs> you know like kids are evil that would yeah, be the worst and they already are like you look at jordan's kids huge disappointment uh i even little Bronny james probably gonna be disappointing like it's just it's hard to live up to dad when he's so successful you yeah yeah especially yeah when he's literally the fastest man on earth i would say so. um <laughs> yeah uh trey lance i think uh I think it'll be interesting. Like I Garoppolo's starting. Like I would be, I don't, I think he's named Garoppolo the starter. I'm not hundred percent sure about that, but um, I just think, you know, it's going to, it's going to be Garoppolo, but I do think he can't wait to try out Trey Lance. It is truly like a situation where it's, you know, I can't wait to pull the Corvette out and just like drive yeah. around. And I, I do think that will definitely be, there will be some platooning where it'll be like, Oh, like, you know, maybe, you know, it'll be a package or a series or whatever where, where Lance goes in. Um, yeah. Just because he's so much more versatile. And, um, and I mean, Shanahan's just a mad scientist in there. You know, I just see him cackling, you know, like like mixing <laughs> formulas and stuff like that. Like, like what can I do with Trey Lance versus what can I do with Garoppolo? So um, that'll be interesting. You know, and they gave up so much draft capital for him. It'd be stunning to not see him early, I think. Um, yeah. Do you... Do you want to transition to division winners here? I, I have no preparation for this. So I'm truly going off the top of my head. Oh, the shooting from the hip is is always my favorite. Um, yeah, we can talk about it. And um, we I figure we can do it. Like we start with uh, AFC. Maybe um, you can pick a division, pick your winner. I can respond and then and go back and forth that way. 
So do you want to start with your AFC South? Do you want to do it? Um, sure. I mean, <laughs> I think, I think, I think if, if Wentz starts 17 games, I think the Colts win the AFC South, I believe it or not, but wow. I don't think that's going to happen. Wow. So I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick the Tennessee Titans to win the AFC South. Um, Tannehill, if you look at Tannehill's stats and you just, you just could, you would, you would, if you compare Tannehill's stats to Patrick Mahomes' stats, minus the rushing, obviously, mm-hmm. it's not that far off. Like <laughs> the dude, the dude's insane. Like recently for Tennessee, and uh, frankly underrated. You talk about a fantasy quarterback that I wouldn't mind grabbing, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I mean they added Julio Jones. They still have Derrick Henry. You would think their their defense was really bad last year, and you'd think with Vrabel being they've got to be better. Through, yeah, they've got to be better. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's the Titans. It's the Titans to lose, really, short of some crazy injuries or something like that happening. Deshaun um, Watson. Deshaun Watson rising from the dead. Even then, it probably wouldn't be enough. They're, the rest of the Texans think, roster is, is god-awful. So, um, yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I, I think if you had to give me one team to win the Super Bowl from that division, I would pick the Colts. Like, the Colts have a, like a 3% chance of everything breaks right and they win it, whereas I don't think the Titans could do that. But – I think at least two thirds of the time the Titans are winning this division. You know, if you play out play the season out a thousand times, the Titans probably yeah. have the lowest like floor. It, if that makes sense. Like I said, I'm I'm kind of penciling Carson Wentz in for missing at least two games. You know, I mean, it seems like he might miss the week one for starters. Um, but you know, supposing, but like I said, I think if you played all seventeen games, I think we think we could take that division. But we'll see. Okay. You know, I'm hoping for the wild card, hoping for a playoff spot. Um, yeah, they, they they got me with a little boosted odds on the Colts. They they target me with all these Colts boosts because they know I'm in Indiana, and I'm just like a sucker for half of them. So they've yeah. done their market research. Yeah, they certainly have. So they've got me on the hook for that already. But um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll say the Titans win it. You know, unless okay. Carson Wentz played 17 games, but I don't think Carson Wentz is going to play. I don't think anybody thinks Carson Carson's going to play 17 games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh Agreed. let's see we'll go where do you want to go afc north maybe yeah i think that's probably the other most interesting one in the afc um and i kind of think they uh maybe the the pub was out them two years early the browns um we thought they were going to be awesome in 2019 they weren't people were kind of down on them last year and they turned out to be pretty good won a playoff game i think the steelers are going to be worse this year i think the ravens while they've proved they can be a pretty good regular season team, a lot of the shines come off of Lamar Jackson, especially off his playoff performances. I just think Baker's going to be fine. He's not going to be great, but they have so many weapons. I think Beckham comes back strong. They got some monsters on defense. Garrett's going to be healthy. And I think the Browns can uh, take that division. Yeah, I mean, that's chalk, and I'm going chalk too here. I think the Browns are going to win the division. Um, Is it chalk? I think the Ravens are favored to win it. Really? Are you serious? But it, it is close. Go, it is it is close. It is close. I'm about to go lay money on the Browns if they're not favored to win the division right now. Actually, I didn't know that. I I, I thought that I thought I've heard that the Browns are chalk, um, but I haven't looked at the odds, so I don't know. I fucking love Kevin Stefanski. Pardon my f bomb. Um, no, it's worth like it. I love him. I think he's an awesome coach. I think I've told you about this on the pod. There was some crazy stat last year where it was like. Uh, like he like hit like like seventy percent of his coach's challenges, and like the next best coach, who's Bill Belichick, of course, hit like thirty percent of his challenges. And it's just like, what, what? How do more people not know about this? Like this guy's doubling <laughs> up on twice as smart at challenging as the other coach. Like most coaches don't. You can tell they're like they're like pawing at their like challenge flag, like it's a like it's a freaking blankie or something like that there. They don't even know what to do with it, you know, or mm-hmm. when to pull it. And Stefanski's yeah. just like, you know, I've, I've been watching games and he's just like, Nope, I'm challenging it. And you're like, what are you? Ch-? And then he's challenging it based off like the rule that he knows. And it's like, it might only be like a 10 yard win for him, but he's like, well, that's only my first challenge. I've still got another challenge, you know? Like, and it's just like, God, this guy's like, he's, right. he's figured out. And it's not even, like it's not even a chess game. Like challenges are really hard. That's why the greatest coach in NFL history is only hits like thirty or forty percent of them, you know. And he's I, he hits more than fifty percent of his challenges. It's the most in the NFL. Mm. The guy the guy won a playoff game from his house. 
Like, think about that. You know, <laughs> he, he wasn't even involved, but he laid the groundwork for the Browns to upset the Steelers in a playoff game. Um, Which last is the, year, the polar opposite of Mike Tomlin, who's out there tripping people on the field. So it's... <laughs> that was a few, yeah. I'm sorry, Mike. That was a few years ago. You, you've come past that. Um, <laughs> but actually, yeah, the Ravens are plus 115. Browns are plus 140. So just oh. slightly behind. So... Oh, that's another $20 out of my account then, I guess. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I wouldn't be shocked if any team in that division, but I guess barring the Bengals, I don't think the Bengals are ready to, to take it yet, but there could be a, a situation where zombie Roethlisberger comes back and uh, wins it. They still got some monsters on defense there in, in Pittsburgh, so that that's going to be a fun division to watch. Roethlisberger lost a bunch of weight. I don't know if I how I feel about that, honestly. It's, 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 it's kind of gross. I don't like, like that. Yeah. I'm like the, the thing with Big Ben was like people couldn't tackle him. What if he just gets rocked and he's like pushing 40 now? I don't know. It'll be right. Skinny Big Ben is just like Matt Schaub. You're like, oh no, what happened to him? <laughs> they they, they kind of look the same, right? They could like he could they could be that's a fantastic comparison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my god uh, oh, i hadn't thought about matt shot this year that's for sure <laughs> Joe. no uh, texans fans do more often than most um can you give me one reason why the chargers could win the fc west i think that's the only slight interesting storyline other than the chiefs like maybe maybe herbert's just amazing the chargers win that at like 12 and 5 Herbert and Bosa would basically have to win offensive and defensive player of the year, yeah. I think. I just or think Mahomes would get hurt. Yeah. 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 Or Mahomes gets hurt. Yeah. I think that would do it too. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what you're betting on if you're betting on the Chargers. Um, I think you're better off betting on the Chargers to just make the playoffs, which I think is still plus money. Um, oh, I'm sure think, it is. I'm sure it is. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, instead of winning the division, which like I just don't see, I, I'm probably. I've got to figure out who I'm laying $50 on to win the Super Bowl because of that promo I was telling you about. And it's between, mm. it's probably between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, honestly. Um, unfortunately, the Chiefs, the, here, okay, I'll give you the reason. The Chiefs have one of the toughest schedules in football. Have you looked at, are you on a, can you look it up? Because, like I said, I don't want to toggle off my phone. Can you look up the Chiefs' first like four or five games right now? Because right. there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of boosts out there, like Chiefs to go four and zero, the Chiefs to go five and zero, boosted to like plus three fifty. I'm like, I'm not touching that. I'll just bet them each game if I really want to. Let, sorry, lay, lay it out for me. Yeah. All right, first five, it is tough. Home for the Browns, that's a playoff team. At the Ravens, tough. Home for the Chargers, probably another playoff team. At the Eagles, that one should be a little easier. Home for the Bills, so yeah, probably four out of five playoff teams. And then, you know, Bills and Browns, we think those are 11, 12 win teams. Yeah, it's a tough schedule. And yeah. then later on in the season, I mean, they also have Packers, Cowboys, Steelers, Chargers again. Yeah, they, they, they're probably looking at at least half their games against playoff teams, which is yeah. just really tough. I mean, I would be shocked if they didn't make the playoffs, you know, and but they're that's your that's your argument for the Chargers. The Charger. I don't know what the Charger schedule looks like. I have no idea. I didn't even look into that. Um, but now I'm talking myself into laying stupid funny money on the Chargers. <laughs> so I'm hey, not going to do that. I'm not gonna do well, that. They, they both play the NFC East. So, yeah, I think Chargers with the NFC East schedule making the playoffs is, is very doable, especially when you play four games against the, the Broncos and the Raiders. That's You could go three and one against them easily. So. Yeah. yeah, I must have been drunk. I put a free bet on the Raiders over, which is like, I think it's only seven wins, but okay. I, I, yeah, I don't know why I did that. I was really, just, you were watching old Gruden clips like that guy. I love, I love John Gruden. South Bend native. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So feels like it's more likely that it's Gruden's last year coaching in the NFL as a head coach in the NFL, as opposed to the Raiders like win 10 games to go to the playoffs. <laughs> like, I was thinking, <laughs> It's like Joe, John, just just go back and save Monday Night Football. You weren't great, but at least you were better than what they do now. Like, save oh Monday my god, yeah, yeah. I don't mind Lewis Riddick. Um, I don't, I don't mind the crew they have now, but it okay. feels like they are what they are, which is a stopgap. They're just a stopgap until they get the next like great Monday Night like booth in there, and maybe it'll have like one of the three. But I don't, I don't love the three man booth either. I'm like, you know, mm -hmm. that's why Sunday Night Football is the best. You got Michaels and Collinsworth. Two-man booths, that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way God meant it to be. So, 
Yeah, um, Romo and Sims are really good too. Uh, but Romo and Sims, Sims are great. Sims, yeah. Sims is aging. He's still the consummate pro, but he's he's getting up there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like um, well Romo and um, damn it, uh, he does the golf stuff and he's awesome and he's the best. Uh, not Brad, but Nestler for some reason. Uh, You're gonna talk about Vern Lundquist, right? No, oh God, I hate Vern Lundquist was you a hate dinosaur. Vern? Oh, I love Vern. Vern Lundquist has been a dinosaur for like ten years, dude. Vern, like, <laughs> like, dude, dudes make dudes make like awesome plays. He's like, and he drops it, and you're like, no, Vern, no, he caught it with <laughs> one hand. It was incredible. Oh, he caught the ball. It's like, <laughs> oh, I love yeah, Vern. No, I'm sorry, this is not a Vern. This is not, I'm not a pro Vern Lundquist. It's like hating uh, Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't know. You know, they um, hate Philadelphia too. So, yeah, uh, announcers are great. Sorry, but I, I derailed you from. I, I don't think this is an interesting one. I think the Bills are going to take the AFC East, but do you have a, a Patriots tinfoil hat theory where Mac Jones takes that division for them? Uh, no. Okay. No, but. I'm sure the odds are crazy for the Bills, though. You know, I'm just thinking about it from a gambling standpoint, like I always do. Um, yeah, they're probably no, like I, minus 150, minus 200. Like, they're probably pretty heavy. Yeah, favorites. they should be. I mean, they're stacked, and they're really good. And Josh Allen looks like he'll be an MVP candidate for the next 10 years, supposing his trajectory continues. Um, yeah, I I don't see how the – like I said, the Patriots can make the playoffs. That wouldn't stun me if they won 10 or 11 games. I mean, yeah. the one set what seven? They went seven and nine last year. Like that, that team had no right to go seven and nine. That was a three or four win football team. They should have been competing for the one seed. Um, but they have Bill Belichick, you know. So that's you know that's him prowling the sidelines is worth is worth a win. Was it last year the Ravens game where he made the he made the rain he made oh, the sky fall? Yes, yeah. it was yeah. like yeah, it was that one year we had to play Michigan or NC State in a hurricane and yeah, they just muddied it up and just. Somehow yeah. won that game. It was well, Brian Kelly threw the ball freaking forty times too that game. Yeah. Was it Kaiser? And they threw the ball like Kaiser threw. Kaiser was like, uh, like twenty-two for forty-eight or something like that. And I was screaming at the television the whole time. Why? Why are we throwing? <laughs> What's going Kaiser. on? Kaiser. Uh, if he would have stayed, if he would have stayed, man, he could have been like a Heisman candidate that next year. Like he. There, he had moments of relevance with a crappy Cleveland Browns team the next year, and it was just, you know, chalk. Add him to the list of Notre Dame quarterbacks that the Cleveland Browns have killed. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's the yeah, he's the best quarterback we've had since Clawson, probably. So, Oof. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Until Speaking of Cone, until Cone, yeah, maybe Jack Cone will be really good. Yeah, God, isn't that crazy that we've only had one like. I love this guy and like we should have we should have done better for him and Brady Quinn. Like that there's only like other than that, I'm like like Clausen was cool. He had his moments, but like we all hated Jimmy Clausen, let's be real. Kaiser should have stayed an extra year. And then we're right. talking about we're talking ourselves into Ian Book, you know? And right, like, I Ian, love Ian Book, Tommy Reese, like uh Yeah. Yeah, Ian Book or Tommy Reese. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> so, that's the argument, you know. So heated argument in South Bend bars, I'm sure. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so do wanna, yeah. Do Do you want to save the NFC for next time? Maybe we could cut it there and then say leave a little teaser for next week. Yeah. We got one more preseason week. No, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would. We got yeah, the fans wanting there. more. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Matt's uh, Matt's tingling somewhere. He's like, this podcast has been over an hour, guys. <laughs> That's right. That's it's like this is the point in the podcast where you start to like unwrap a snack or like breathe really heavily. It's like, oh no, he's getting upset. He's getting agitated. He's got to go to Albuquerque in five hours. I understand. Oh. We miss but, you, Matt. Yeah, out of respect, Matt, we're uh, we're taking a one week hiatus from the social media story. Uh, we couldn't do it justice. You know, we I just miss hearing. It. You guys have probably already heard this, and it's not very good, but here it is. I miss it. I miss it already. I do too. Yeah, it's always good too. That's the thing, and I've never heard oh, yeah. it. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the best because I don't like, have a social media account. Without you know, which that, is great. Great for sports podcasting. 
Yeah, we would have missed that 10-minute soliloquy that you had on Honus Wagner and other historical baseball players last week. I know. I'm sorry. I was listening to that. Shame. I was like the first the first five minutes I was like, oh okay. And then I was like, wait, oh I, I go on for another five minutes. Oh no. He, he didn't <laughs> so wear a glove. He didn't like the way it felt. That's why I didn't wear a glove. Okay. That makes sense. I could recite poetry from that book, honestly, for you sometime if you yeah, want. It's, to. Yeah, it's probably the most impressive area of sports knowledge that either of us has to offer. So that's cool. yeah. <laughs> it's really sad, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, with that though, is is it time? Are we still are we still doing it? Absolutely, we're still doing it, and I love this time of the year when we have week by week lines, NFL lines, college football lines. It's perfect setup for the bets of the week. And this week, I went heavy on college. I went a little bit homerish with my first one here. Notre Dame, you can buy it down. Okay, it's it's at plus seven and a half, plus seven, depending where you're looking. Actually, I should say minus seven and a half, minus seven at Florida State. You can get it to like minus 130, get it down to minus six and a half under a touchdown. That is disrespectful. We are a top 10 team four years in a row. Florida State hasn't finished in the top 25 since what, Everett Golson was their quarterback, maybe? I mean, they, they've been terrible. We're going to go <laughs> to Tallahassee. We're winning this thing by two touchdowns. Take the Irish under a touchdown at Florida State. Love it. I love it. I love it. I love the tease, Joe. Yeah, tease that bad boy down. Tease it down to seven. I like the seven tease if it's only a half a point that you're having to tease it down to because then, you know, worst case scenario, you break even if they only win by a touchdown. You think. That's true. So, Let, less juice yeah. to give up. I like that. I like that. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I love the idea of teases. You should work those in more. Yeah. Huge tease. Yeah. I, uh, and I, I think when is the last time we had a truly awful home opener? Uh, it's been a while. I think, I guess we have. Well, we struggled a little bit with Louisville, but we put him away uh, in 1920. We, I don't remember how we started last year. We took care of somebody. Duke, maybe was it Duke? We beat him by a couple touchdowns. Still, like, uh, yeah, I, think... I don't remember either. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a good sign for the program, though. That I'm like, yeah, I don't know. We just slack somebody, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like they, they come up, might prepared. Hang, yeah, might have let them hang around for a quarter too long, and then like we just slacked them quarters, you know after that so yeah my, my theory is kelly used up all his demons against south florida that one year like two hour rain delay fumble on the one yard line return for 99 yards so he he will never lose another opener because he lost like four home openers against south florida that one year i think that's what happened <laughs> yeah. oh god I, I think i'd uh i think i'd actually wiped like this i traumatized myself that i'd wipe that from my memory now until you brought that up. oh <laughs> But it was Skip Holtz doing it for dad. Um, yeah, that was awful. Um, second game, I don't feel good about this one, although I do hate both of these teams. I, I would want Miami to win the game just because it's probably better for Notre Dame in the grand scheme of things. But Bama, Miami, it's a neutral field. I think it's in Orlando. Um, but Bama's going to have more fans there just because they have more fans no matter where they play, even probably Coral Gables, Miami, they'll have more fans. Uh, they're getting under three touchdowns. They're minus 19 versus Miami. I see this. Yeah, this is going to be like, what, like a 42-20 game, 44-21. I, I think they win this by three-plus touchdowns, and they, they cover that 19 against the Hurricanes. Yeah, I love that, too. Uh, yeah, this is this is classic. Saban's got the new quarterback. We're not quite sure what this Bama squad will look for, and he just – it wouldn't stun me to see 44 nothing, honestly, and he just he yeah. just hangs it on him. He's like, okay, let's kill him. Let's kill the – like, is – do we think like what do we think is more likely? This is how I would think about that. Like Bama covers that spread, or Miami's like content loses the game, but is contending for a playoff spot at the end of the year. Like it's it's probably Bama just covers the spread, and Miami's only a eight nine win team. I I don't know. They the Miami the I I like Miami's coach as a person. I think, but okay. Manny Diaz. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I, I I don't know if he's actually a good coach, and I don't like what's what's the highest ranked Miami's been in the past what decade, like not. It was after the after they beat Notre Dame in that that terrible game. Yeah, that was a terrible game. Jesus. Yeah, I, I don't think they should have gotten rid of Rick. I mean, I don't think they should have forced him out. I think he's a he was really good at Georgia. Had a couple bad breaks, and they were a little trigger happy on firing him. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what's he doing right now? Is he just a analyst or something like that for cbs i don't know i could see he seems like the kind of guy that would be like out fishing 
going to the beach. I don't know. What made, he's doing. made his millions. Yeah, wouldn't stun me. So I think I think he's on TV somewhere though. Yeah, he, this sounds familiar. Um. All right. So we agree. We agree on those two. Um. The last one. I kind of like this one maybe the most. Um. Just because I'm fading Penn State hard here. Wisconsin at home against the Nittany Lions, who were I think two and five last year. Like they were really bad. Uh, and Wisconsin, they got Mertz coming back. Obviously beat out our guy Cone. They're a solid team. They're at home. They're getting less than a touchdown. It's minus five and a half. I like is it Wisconsin. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wisconsin at home is going to win that game by a touchdown or more against Penn State. Yeah, I would have thought it would have been seven and a half. Honestly, five and a half feels at least a point or two too low. Yeah, yeah. I like that too. Yeah, what is Penn State ranked this year? Like going into the year. Like Wisconsin. I believe they are. I, I, I don't know what it's based off of, right? They were terrible last year. They lost that. I mean, it was a holdout, but they don't have Micah Parsons, who was their best player. Um, so, yeah, I, they I got don't... their running back back. They, their running back like had like a flash of brilliance. And okay. then they, they got they got Saquon Barkley back. Yeah, they need Saquon Barkley. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, no, somehow, no. somehow they, they clocked in 19 in the AP poll and it was just like, I don't I don't know why. That's... Yeah, and home home field advantage matters when there's fans, right? Like, and there's going to be fans at all these games. So, like, yeah, I agree. That's that's crazy. Wisconsin's a really hard place to play, and I don't believe there's like limited capacity at the game or anything like that. It might be like all mass mandated or something like that. But I, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say the cheeseheads don't really care. They're just going to be screaming the whole time. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I like that. And yeah, it's what is it, Camp Randall? Right? Like, Amp Randall, Madison, Wisconsin. You got it. Yeah, I had a lot of fun in Madison one year. Actually, it's a good good party school. Um, yeah, I I really like that. That line feels at least two points too low. Um, I can't believe it's under a touchdown, <laughs> honestly. Um, yeah. that yeah, that's interesting. Huh. I don't yeah. I don't like going three favorites there, but I think at least two out of those three are gonna hit for you. So I will I will say, Joe, like college football, you're really good at betting college football. Like I'm pretty much just going to hammer all these things you're telling me to as far as mm. college football goes because like you're – even this last weekend, what did you tell me? You're like, uh, I like a, your Illinois plus six and a half or whatever it was, and I was like, yeah, eh, I threw Nebraska into a three-team <laughs> teaser. And then like how'd that work out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. man, we'll see. Yeah, I uh... – I was really just fading Nebraska there. I didn't, you know, Illinois coach is Brett Bielema, the classic old Wisconsin coach, flamed out of Arkansas. <laughs> he just seems like a complete buffoon. But uh, I, I don't, same time, I don't think Scott Frost can coach Nebraska. There's just too much bad juju but there at this point. Bielema was at Wisconsin for a hot second, wasn't he? Right. He he probably regrets leaving that every day of his life. Like he had yeah. it made there, and then he just was. I'm gonna go chase money in the SEC, and he got it handed to him. He was terrible. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's really hard to go to the like. Who was the last SEC like non Alabama, Georgia, LSU, uh, Florida team that like the coach comes in and like is like I'm gonna rebuild this program. You know, like really like Lane Kiffin going like above 500 is like pretty good for Ole Miss, right? Like, uh, like I'm trying to think of that. Um, yeah, you'd probably say uh, Dan Mullen. He went to Mississippi State, uh, but then Florida poached him. Like he made Mississippi State pretty good, although he still had Dak Prescott. He had a really good quarterback. So yeah, it helps. When, yeah, it helps when you have like a top ten NFL quarterback in the future. I think. So, yeah. yeah I was gonna say in general, you know, Nick Saban went from Michigan State to Alabama. That was a good move, but uh. yeah, and yeah, Bama wasn't really much before Nick Saban got there. I guess that's a good point. That's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. was that that the three of them it was a great pod joe yeah yeah, yeah. crap i just realized we don't have matt to to send us out what are we gonna do (laughs) uh well i'm not gonna make you do the intro and the outro but you you have anything else before we we say goodbye to our dear fans uh 49ers trey lance out about a week so maybe he won't be platooning with jimmy garoppolo actually (laughs) that's it jimmy g wins the job week one All right. Thanks, Nate. Thanks again for always for listening to this podcast week 41. We'll see you all again next week. Have a good one.